0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there, hello there, and welcome to episode 106 of the WP Builds Podcast. This episode is entitled, With the Right Tools and Guidance, Anyone Can Design a Great Site with Moore Cohen. It was published on Thursday the 13th of December 2018. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. No David Wormsley today as it's an interview with Moore Cohen, which I'll tell you more about in a moment, but a few bits of housekeeping just before we start. If you wouldn't mind going over to the wpbuilds.com website and over there you'll find a whole bunch of links at the top. The most obvious one that I mention each week is the subscribe link and if you click on that you can go and sign up to our email newsletter. You can join our thriving Facebook group and you can be notified about new episodes that we put out on Facebook Messenger, a YouTube channel, a Slack channel and so on and so forth. Perhaps the easiest way to get the podcast episodes is to use something like a podcast player on your uh, iPad or your iPhone or your Android device, that kind of thing. That's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. If you're after some deals, go to wpbuilds.com forward slash deals and you can find coupon codes. For example, we've got 25% off Erin Flynn's courses and Beaver Team Pro, 25% off main WP, Blog Vault, Malcare, 20% off any tool set license, WP security audit log and widget options. They're all in there as well and you can find find that at wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. We've got a webinar coming up uh, in the new year, and if you go to wpbuild.com forward slash webinars, you can join that one. It's with Laura Elizabeth from Client Portal. It's entitled How to Use client Portal: the Client Portal WordPress Plugin to Have Happier Clients. I won't dwell too much on that, but if you are interested in having a client portal to help your relationship with your clients so that you can deposit resources and, and interact with them, then maybe that's a, a good webinar for you. And we've got something new going on, which is over at wpbuilds.com forward slash contribute. And if you go to the archive page to that, you can find that in the archives menu, you'll notice that we've put two contribute sections up there, two little posts, one with Paul Cress and one with Darren Moriali. And they are both people who've just, just in our Facebook community uh, have found us in some way, got listening to WP Builds. And then when I suggested that maybe they'd like to come on and do a 10 or 15 minutes, very short webinar about something, they both decided they would. Paul Kress talks about Adobe XD and Darren talks about a little problem he had with Elementor, which he managed to fix. It was all about styling triangles of all things. So, yeah, if you fancy doing that then go to the contact us sorry the contact uh, button on the website and click contribute and you'll be able to to get yourself on and and it'd be lovely i'm i'm really keen to promote this as a thing get the community back on the podcast as opposed to the community just listening to the podcast so yeah please please come on and and we'll post those ad hoc and the last one is WPBuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to advertise on the WP Builds podcast. Uh, perhaps you're a plugin creator or a theme developer and you'd like to reach a bit of a wider audience. We've got um, various ad formats, banner ads and pre-roll, post-roll audio ads and so on. So yes, there we go. En- enjoy all that WP Builds has to offer. WP Builds is brought to you today by GoDaddy. Learn how to build your WordPress business with free resources from experienced freelancers, consultants and agencies. You can find it all at x.co/wpbuilds. That's the letter x.co/wpbuilds. And the page builder framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? Page Builder Framework is a mobile responsive and lightning fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. We thank all of our sponsors for their support of the WP Builds podcast. So today we're talking to Maure Cohen. She's from Israel but now living in Washington State in America and she's got a brand new course out in which she's leveraging uh, GeneratePress, the theme, and Elementor, the page builder. She's not using those tools exclusively but she's leveraging those to teach you how to design an effective website in a very short space of time if you're anything like me design is one of the one of the real problems I'm more technical than I am Design and so she talks today about what she thinks ought to go into the the whole process of designing a website. What makes it cohesive and attractive? What the what the in inverted commas rules are and so on. It's really well worth a listen. I really enjoyed doing this one and it's about something that I can learn a lot about. So I would commend it to you and I hope that you enjoy it. Hello there, welcome to the interview part of the WP Builds podcast. Today, all the way from, well, Washington State in the United States of America, we have Morco Cohen. Hello, Mor.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me.
0: You, you're really, really welcome. Now, I have a confession to make. When I began this phone call uh, a short time ago, we're actually doing this on Skype, uh, Mor told me it's four in the morning where she is. So um, first of all, I'm applauding you for getting on. I don't think anybody has got up at four in the morning to do this podcast. So first of all, I feel quite guilty about that. Second of all, congratulations. Well done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's completely not a problem. I'm used to it. I have clients um, all over the world. So waking up at four o'clock in the morning for a phone call or a Zoom call, it's completely uh, natural and normal. Do, do you do
0: that? Do you take time, client calls? At, yes. Like, for, oh, you're amazing. Wow. Wow, that's. I suppose it's different for me because most of my clients are just on my time zone, so you know it uh-huh. would be really bizarre if they phoned me up at four in the morning. But if you've set your business up to be global and exactly and it's, and it's you, so that, oh, wow, exactly. that's incredible. Um, so the reason I've got more on the podcast today is because she's somebody who's kind of making making waves, shall we say, appearing quite a lot in the Facebook groups that I'm uh, occupying. But also, she's, the, she's the, the owner, the originator, the founder of a, of a course, which we're going to talk about today. Um, it's all about design and using WordPress to design your website, which is something that I'm not very good at. I can build it. I know the technical stuff, but my absolute Achilles heel is design. So I'll drop the URL to begin with so that if you're listening to this uh, and sitting anywhere near a computer, you can go check it out. The URL is design class io no spaces no hyphens none of that nonsense so more first of all you've got yourself this design course my my first question i suppose is why why should we listen to to what you're saying what's your background in design and how how have you arrived at doing a course for wordpress
1: um i started out as a graphic designer um or a desktop publisher it, it used to be unknown uh, um almost 20 years ago Um, So I've had um, many, many years designing for print, uh, brochures, uh, logos, uh, and a lot of PowerPoint presentations. Um, And, um, you know, I have moved from print to web. So I know the, you know, everything about Having to adapt um, design to being responsive and to um, look good on screen, which is really not the same as print. Um,
0: so, twenty years of basically designing things. Were you? Yes. Were you originally then? You, you mentioned things like um, you know um, PowerPoints and things like that. What, did you do a lot with paper-based resources and brochures and things like that? And yes. And try yes. to transition those skills over to the web.
1: Yes. Um I did do a lot of um print work um you know when we used to have prospectus for everything and, and uh um you know a lot of um kind of companies used to have all their um uh, publications on brochures um and then you know you translate that into powerpoint um that was you know the the time where everybody uh, all the start startups were out to get money and to <laughs> solicit solicit uh, venture uh, capitals. So, PowerPoint was very, very um, uh, useful for that.
0: Mm. Now, your website says, and I quote, it says, here's the deal. Some websites look polished, cohesive, captivating, flawlessly beautiful, and were evidently built by a professional. Other websites, well, let's just say they look unbranded, underwhelmingly cluttered, unattractive, messy, difficult to navigate, and seem to have been patched together by an inexperienced amateur. Well that's me. <laughs> this is this, <laughs> you, you've hit me right where it hurts because that's that's kind of basically me, you know. I I am I am no designer. I have a few people in my uh, clique of friends, local people who I hand this work off to. But it's always struck me that whenever they deliver their their design briefs back to me, I I always think, I really wish I could do that. I really wish I had those (laughs) skills. I don't. I've never really tried to possess those skills. But you're saying that somebody like me, that stuff is within my grasp.
1: You can be taught, yes. Um, And please don't feel special. Because you are not, you are... I am really not, (laughs) I am so not special. No, you are in great company uh, (laughs) with a lot of uh, amazing developers and marketers who are extremely well, um, you know, doing really, really well as far as developing a site and selling it and acquiring clients, but they're not good with design. And really, it's not your fault because you were never really taught how to design well. Mm, Um, Yes. And you don't have the tools, Um, you know, like you know WordPress and you know plugins and you know how to set everything up. You were taught how to do that, but you were never taught how to design
0: you're absolutely Correct. right yeah this is me all over I mean I kind of stumbled into web design back in the day when it was still uh, tables even before CSS and and at that time the the web was an ugly place even the most beautiful creations were were by modern standards really ugly and yes, then they were. CSS came along and we began to have this notion that maybe at some point in the future the 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 brochure that we're holding, um, which looks beautiful and has been designed in Photoshop or Illustrator or whatever, you know, to be pixel perfect and everything, drawing the eye in and so on. Maybe this is possible, but it wasn't. CSS never kind of delivered that. But now, the tools at our disposal, the the sort of CSS frameworks and the the page builders and the the CMSS and all that, so, I feel that we're on the edge of something where print is now achievable. You know, you could do the, exactly the same stuff in print as you can on the web. And so suddenly, I think design has become more important than ever.
1: Yes, and I think actually uh, it can be even better than print mm. um, because the interaction yes. is a lot more personal.
0: Mm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, my, I suppose my problem in a way is that when I get a, uh, when I get a website project through, if I do try to tackle the design, I have that, that thing that authors talk about where you stare at the blank page and the the stuff mm-hmm. just doesn't come. Um, I don't really know what to do to begin with. And so I kind of, you know, make it up. Or in my case, in all honesty, I just give it to a designer and, you know, you speak to the client and get, get out of it what you can and then hand it back to me. Um, what What is the process that, uh, that you would advise somebody like me to do? Um, maybe... Maybe you could just elucidate that a little bit.
1: Sure. Um, I think that, you know, obviously we need to get some sort of a brief from a client. Either they hand it to us or we need to extract it from them. Um, But that we have to understand their client, because at the end of the day, we're not designer for our client, we're a designer for designing for their client. So we need to make sure that we are hitting the right targets for their audience. And, um, you know, I think that having that information is a really great first step, but then what do you do with it? Um, I think that, and again, not every uh, project, um, has the budget or the ability to have a designer, um, do the design work. But I think that developers, even those who don't have any design background can learn how to create really beautifully branded websites with the tools that are available. Um, and I think creating, um, a Brian, a brand, uh, style guide, um, And and working off of that when creating a website, that makes the whole process a lot easier and a lot smoother.
0: Have you over the years come up with a a really effective way of getting that information, that data out of the clients? Because I I suffer from um, a lack of... Vocabulary in this area you know, i don 't really know what, what the right questions are to to elicit that. Is that something that you you do cover in your course, or is that something that you could t- um, tell us a little bit about yeah.
1: i i don't cover that in the course, but basically you need to understand what the client is about, what are their values, what are they are they trying to do, what are they trying to sell? who they're trying to sell, who are their competitors, um, you know, what kind of language they speak to their um, customers, to their clients, um, you know, who, who are their clients, what are their demographics, um, you know, because I think we don't des- design uh, for people, we design with people. So we need to work with our client to make sure that we are designing something for their own, business when you when you for their
0: sorry i didn't mean to interrupt
1: go ahead um
0: i was going to say when you've gathered that information do you reflect that back to the clients do you put some kind of documentation together um some sort of brand guidance and say show it back to them and say does this fit or is it just purely for your own um purposes as the project goes on
1: obviously it depends on the scale of the project but it's mostly for me so um i can use that as a roadmap. When I'm building the site.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting thing. So, um, so we've got ourselves uh, into a conversation. We've decided what, what their purpose is. Um, We've come up with like um, a brand style, perhaps including logos and things like that. I don't know. Where Mm -hmm. do we go from there? What's the next thing in your process?
1: Um, well, that's that's not an easy uh, process, you know, because we need to include all the elements that we normally would on a website. So, um, it could be fonts, uh, font pairings, any icons, uh, imagery, uh, obviously colors, um, you know, all the elements should be on that guide. And um, we, you know, what I'm, I would like to have people learn how to pick the right elements. Um, that work together, that work cohesively, that will um, reflect, you know, the the their client and the on the site. Is there
0: some um, sort of school of thought around these ideas of, you know, generating color palettes and using the right typography? Do you do you rely on um, a particular tool to help you with this, or is it intuition? Oh, yes. Or what do you use?
1: <laughs> there are several tools and i go uh, these are all part of the course Uh, i go into them um, in detail most of them are free um, to use and um, they make the whole process so much easier because i think uh, developers spend a, a lot of time going back and forth between different options and even halfway through a website they say well no i really don't like what this is and Go back and change everything, and change the font, and change colors. So you end up spending a lot of time on this when you should be progressing with the site building, and then you know moving on to the next project.
0: Oh, that sounds like me. That's me all over. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's perfect. I was um I was saying to you before we started recording this that I have a friend who um who is a he's an artist, and he he him and I, he and I, excuse me, would spend quite a lot of time together, especially when we were younger. And he would be able to look at a piece of art and he would understand it. On some level, he would get it and he would be intrigued by it and understand, you know, the the type of paint and the the, the, the style of the that the painting was in and so on. I'd just stare at it and think, that's a nice painting or I don't like that one. You know, I've got no depth, no history, no nothing. And he always said to me, the reason you don't really engage with it is because you don't understand it. You don't get exactly. it. You've not studied it. Um, if you studied it, there would be more in it for you. And and it feels to me like that's what you're doing here. You're encouraging study of the, the stuff that goes into a design, not just looking at it and going, "Oh, that's nice.
1: But you know, the, the, the reaction of that nice uh, comes from when elements are laid out the right way. Mm. Um, because when they're not, this is when you don't like things, but you can't really explain why. Mm. Um, but when things are presented to you, okay, this is the right way and this is the wrong way, all of a sudden you're, now you're starting to understand what is the difference? What went into the, the good design to make it good?
0: Mm. And I presume, though, that when you when you talk about a, a good design in inverted commas, the, the the branding and all of that really matters. You know, if you like a young, edgy company who are trying to appeal to a certain demographic, what's mm-hmm. good for them will be entirely different to what's good for somebody selling, I don't know, something of a of a very conservative nature who who has a right. very restricted audience of a of a completely different demographic.
1: Right, and that's why I think the brief that we're uh, creating right at the beginning uh, is so important um, for us to know what direction we should be taking.
0: Yeah, on the on the homepage that Moore's got, as I said, um, if you go to designclass.io, about uh, about two fifths of the way down, there are. Eight little rectangles and they highlight essentially what we're talking about now, you know, the fact that you've got to create this brand style guide. And then we spoke very briefly about color palettes and things. I, incidentally, am absolutely dreadful at this. I will stare (laughs) at any color palette and go, that's nice. Uh, basically any anything but i understand that some things are just horrible together but i don't i don't have that depth of understanding and then we moved on to understanding the rules for impactful typography and font pairing and so on um again really interesting i bet there's a whole podcast just on that but then we yes. move on to master the laws of contrast visual hierarchy in white space what 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 are you on about what's that
1: Um, You know, white space uh, isn't necessarily white. Uh, It could be any color. But um, what it is, is that breathing room um, on a website. Um, It's the place where, um, you know, the viewer can process what you are trying to tell them. Because if things are too cramped or if things are not laid out the right way people can process the information that you're trying to give them they don't follow the story that you're trying to tell on a page
0: Mm. i mean white space is a bit of a thing at the moment isn't it back in the day nobody talked about white space Really, everything was just crammed in as much as possible that's my memory at least anyway but nowadays it seems like you know, th- themes that we're using, uh, uh, they're abundant in white space and there's margins and padding set on just about every mm-hmm. every item by default and I applaud it. I like lots and lots of white space.
1: Yes, I th- and I think it's really important, especially I think before or while we were on print, you know, there wasn't the issue of people bouncing off uh, a page mm. because they can always go back to it and read the the page in the magazine that they were reading Mm. or you know earmark it and go back to it but now um you only have a certain amount of time and it's really very short to tell the story and if you don't let people the opportunity to you know comprehend what you're saying because everything is too cluttered and it's driving them crazy they'll just go away somewhere else
0: What's, what is the law of contrast? I can imagine what it is, but it is you say law of contrast, I'd be interested to know what that is specifically. Um,
1: um, well, you should take my course then. But, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there are level contrasts that need to be um, uh, kept and adhered to, especially when you um, cover accessibility. Um, and also, again, the way we process information. So, all these things are extremely important. And I see so many sites that are built with no consideration to that whatsoever. And I think that's a huge miss.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, the next one, I'm going to miss one of them out because I want to return to it at the end. And that's the, the very much WordPress specific one. Um, because then we move to, um, hierarchy, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I presume is, is the notion of putting things in, in an order which makes sense and is, uh, reflects what it is that you're trying to achieve.
1: Right. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit about this before about, um, Every page or every website needs to tell a story, and we can't tell the right story if we don't have the right words or the right order. So it's we need to construct everything in a way that makes sense, um, and and uh, visual hierarchy is exactly that. You lay out the information in a way that you know one uh, element relates to the one before it or after it.
0: It feels to me, um, maybe maybe now is the time to go go into these WordPressy things because it feels to me as if a lot of this stuff, the laying out and templating of the content is suddenly within people's grasps. Designers Mm -hmm. can Mm -hmm. now do this in a way that just a few years ago was probably out of their comfort zone because you had to... Wrangle with the PHP and so on. And now, of course, we've got the the advent of uh, page builders such as Elementor and so on. Um, and that's a big part of your course, isn't it? Although at the very top of the page, you mention Elementor, um, you also were at great pains to say to me that it's not just Elementor, any, yes. any design layout tool like Beaver Builder or Breezy or whatever. Uh, the effect is the same but um you've 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 opted for Elementor in the case of this course and you've set it mm-hmm. up with with generate press do you want to explain your choice of w- why use a page builder for a start and then why why have you um why have you settled on that theme in particular
1: well generate press is uh really the best uh, theme that I um, found while working um, the security of it the stability um you know the the lightness of it. It's smooth. It's easy to work with. Um, it's easy to implement branding elements into it, and that's part of uh, what I'm trying to show is that a lot of the stuff that we are preparing for the site can be implemented in the theme and in the builder for us. Um, I also love Elementor. Elementor for me is, um, you know, I call it the Photoshop of web design, um, because basically, you know, they're layers um, of, of uh, all the elements. And it allows us to lay out pages, taking into consideration everything that we talked about the contrast, the hierarchy, um, you know, really implementing everything that we are lay, laying out as a foundation um and, and but it's not limited the course itself isn't limited to elementor i you know i frame it um in elementor but really the the fundamentals and the principles are the same regardless of the tools that you're using
0: yeah the the nice thing about um using a page builder though is that you can you can lay the the hierarchy out let's use that word the hierarchy out and create the white space and do all the contrast work and so on with with a mouse essentially you can yes, drag things exactly. around type in a few numbers here and there you know you want padding of twenty pixels or whatever it might be and it just happens in front of your eyes so if you're driven by the way things look and you you know you don't have that background in wrangling the code these page builders are amazing I'm a I'm a massive advocate of page builders just because they allow me to do things in minutes that used to take me ages of save, uh, refresh the page, go look, right? Change that, mm-hmm. save, refresh the page, go and look. And it was just <laughs> so much of my time has been reduced. Um Why did you, uh, of all of the options, you generate press, I, I, I get this sort of fantastic theme, Tom, Tom Osborne's theme. Very lightweight, so it's got... It doesn't have all the, the whiz bang stuff, which frankly to me is is not what should be in a theme. I want a I theme agree which with is you. absolutely slim, does the bare minimum. Um it's got it the the base site is basically it's a black and white site, but it's got plenty of white space in it. Everything's laid out how you want it, and there's loads of lovely, easy to figure customizer options. Why did you why why did you plump for Elementor at the time that you were fiddling with these tools?
1: Um I used to um use a different uh theme that has a builder built in it and it was again the same feeling of things not being intuitive um too much hard work uh, yes you can achieve really beautiful stuff but it takes a lot of code um and it's it wasn't like um easy to handle um out of the box and you know, I fell in love with Elementor right uh, from the start, right uh, when they came out. I think it's extremely intuitive. I think that, it, you know, if you know the tool really well, you can take it to um, really great lengths. Um, there's a lot of hidden features in each and every widget. And when you become really good at it, you can take advantage of that. Um, and it's, I think it's just it flows really, really, really beautifully. Mm. And paired with uh, Generate Press, it's just, it's a dream come true.
0: They're also very uh, affordable options as well, aren't they? You know, exactly. You, you can pay uh, a very modest annual license fee for Generate Press. And the same for Elementor, although um, my understanding is that Elementor has a very generous free option on the WP.org yes. repo. Would. Would you, in your experience, are there things tucked away in the pro version that you just think are too irresistible um, for for making the designs, or are most of the design features that you require are they in the free version?
1: Um, actually, you can, but what ends up happening uh, to most people is that they uh, use the free version of Elementor but then pile on the plugins. Um, To get all the different features of the pro version and you and I both know that's not a good thing Mm. um, Because this is when things start breaking and when there's conflicts and um, You know, this is just an opening for (laughs) Bad things to happen. I really do think that the pro version is a an extremely worthwhile investment.
0: I think what is it? is it $99 if um, per per site, and then you can you can increase the amount that you pay uh, if you wish to have three sites or unlimited sites and so on. Um, or have yes, I got that I, wrong?
1: I, you know, honestly, I, I'm not completely familiar. Mm-hmm. I've had the uh, unlimited uh, developer license right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see right away that this will be what I will be using um, for my work so i I was very happy to invest in the unlimited version uh immediately
0: and they do have um, they do have a very ambitious roadmap, and they have a history of yes. churning out all sorts of interesting innovative things uh, all the time They've just brought out this thing which feels to me a bit like spotlight on the Mac where you you type something in a search box and it tells you where it is on the page yes which yes. looks really good. And what's the, what's the feature called that they released where you can see the hierarchy. Uh, uh, you can drag things up and down. That's that recently came out as well. And I thought that was quite know, novel.
1: Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm really not good with names. I think it might be stacks or
0: something like that. I, I can't remember. Anyway, it's, an, it's a nifty idea. And I know that my page builder, the one that I use, Beaver Builder, doesn't have that. And I remember looking at it and thinking, oh, that sounds good. So <laughs> if somebody was to, to go to your website, that would be the stack that you would recommend. Get yourself WordPress. Get yourself Generate Press. Get yourself Elementor. Um, you're not saying that you can't go with the course, but if you wanted to get the most out of the course and follow things verbatim, then that would be the stack that you'd recommend.
1: Yes, yes. But again, you can implement all the uh, design-related information and tools into whichever builder or theme that you're using. Yeah, yeah. So, Or, we t- or even if you're not using a builder. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, well, that, that's great. I mean, obviously a design course that was entirely tangled up with two two particular, the- you know, um, a two a plugin and a theme wouldn't make a lot of sense so that's good um so we we took a bit of a side side road there let's go back to what it is that we were really here to talk about which is the design of a website we've got this hierarchy the next thing which i alluded to before we got lost down that little path is you've got this thing called practical steps to creating cohesive and consistency in design do you want to tell us about that
1: yes you know um i see a lot of sites and i'm sure you do too um that sometimes start out great and then somewhere um you know down the page or throughout the various pages things get lost and i think it's because people are using templates and they're mixing and matching templates and not always you can do that that's um, a good point because yeah each each template has different uh, margins and paddings and colors and fonts. And when you start to mix and match, oh, I like this section from this template and that section from that template. This is when things uh, go wrong. And I think that um, when we recognize it, it's we can still use the different elements, but then we know how to tweak them so everything looks consistent. and. I think as we move from one page to the next on a website, and hopefully it's laid out the right way where we know when we need to move um, to a next page, then again, this, the story that we're telling con- continues the right way. The right tone, um, the right elements, everything looks like it's it belongs to the same uh, brand that we're actually representing.
0: I suppose um, in my case, I often hand over my websites when they're finished to the clients. And although I create, the way, the way I often approach it is I'll create, um, let's say we're working on the, the idea of a page. Um, I create pages, which they can then just sort of duplicate and then start dropping their 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 text in there or whatever. Inevitably, though, it just goes wrong somehow along the way. They start, they start fiddling with the padding or something like that. Um, and, you know, you get that call. Uh, Why doesn't it look the same as all the other ones? <laughs> well, that's because you fiddled with something. Um, so is that the idea? Are we setting up kind of templates which we hand over to the client and say, right, use this and this and this? Otherwise, the cohesion will go. And if the cohesion goes, it starts to look a bit sloppy.
1: Um you know I I'm not sure about beaver but in Elementor you can limit the user yes um um you know ability to change things so it depends on how ambitious they are and how uh much you trust their ability mm. um and how much they are aware of the fact that if they mess things too much you'll end up charging them for you know, putting it to right. Yes, yes. Uh, so um, but you it, it really ends and it starts and ends with the fact that there are uh, rules that need to be observed with when you're creating a page. And as long as these things um, may are maintained, then the consistency will stay.
0: Do you have conversations with your clients about this exact thing? Do you? Because I, I, I definitely do. I talk about, you know, if we're going to have 16 pages and the intention is that they're all surrounding the same subject. Um, I was just building a site with um, an automotive company and, you know, it's like car parts and things like that. Um, let's make them all look the same. And you explain how it can be done that that you know their eyes glaze over a little bit but you you make the time I I never go down well I haven't usually gone down the approach of locking them out of certain things I've often experimented with um, things like putting custom fields in and things and basically you fill out the custom fields and it drops into the template automatically i found that to be quite quite useful uh, but in the page builder i just let them have free access uh, and on the whole it works okay i've had a few problems with that but on the whole it's been it's been fine but it's interesting that you take elementor's ability to to lock people out of search and certain features and use that that's that's fascinating
1: Well, obviously, I don't do that without their explicit permission. Mm, And mm. more often than not, then they actually request it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can, Can you make it so I can't ruin anything? Yes. Can you make it so, you know, that... You know, I, I just need to replace the the words here and there, but everything else stays the same. So yeah. when they ask for it, yes, you know, that's that's exactly what they get. Do you
0: give your clients when you've kind of finished your project, do you sit down and have like a a handover briefing session then where you where you talk through the the color palettes where you talk through the the technique do you drop videos in do you sit with them on skype or you know screen sharing and things and and go through what the design process has been and share with share it with them so that they understand just how much effort and thought you put into it all
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, And hopefully I don't do that at the end, uh, (laughs) because uh, this needs to happen uh, fairly early in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, yes, I think that walking the client through every design decision and explaining why we went a certain direction is extremely important. Uh, Most clients have no clue, and that's why they hire us. So we really need to educate them and explain um why we picked a certain element and if their next door neighbor comes in and said oh this should have been i don't know dark purple and really dark purple does not go into their brand we need to give them the you know enough education and and tell them why that is Mm -hmm. Um, but you know i find that Most of my clients, I would say 95% of my clients come to me because they've seen my work. Uh, I don't do a lot of marketing, so um, they find me um, either through Generate Press or um, through my site or through the groups, and they know my style, and they trust me.
0: Mm.
1: And I think that's a really important factor.
0: Mm. You, um you've kind of hit a, a, seems to be a wave of people at the minute who are releasing courses online. Uh, it's it's become a very popular thing, whether it's design or how to, you know, use a particular tool or plugin or how to build funnels or whatever it might be. How have you found the process of actually creating the course? Have you enjoyed it? Has it been, has it been difficult, easier than expected?
1: Uh, I am actually surprisingly enjoying it immensely. Oh, Great. Yes, it is uh it's amazing how much I'm enjoying it. Um it's you know, I I found throughout my time in the groups that when I was helping someone solve a problem, it just gave me such a sense of accomplishment. Um that, you know, I felt really good about being able to help someone get out of a bind or Figure out a solution. So as I'm building the course, as I'm perfecting everything, and trust me, I'm perfecting a lot. Um, <laughs> it's 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 really great because I I can feel how helpful this may be mm. uh, to people and how much of a problem it's going to solve for them.
0: I was chatting to um, somebody just the other day who's put together and has has launched successfully several courses. And just listening to them talk about all of the stuff that goes in on the back end and, you know, the, the LMS that you've chosen and how to, how to schedule the emails and how to create interest before it all starts. What have you, what, what LMS, what platform have you decided to build this on? Um, because interestingly, my friend who's a WordPress person, he's decided to step away from WordPress for this exact, for this exact part of the, of the process.
1: Yes, um, and I'm afraid I am on my way out of uh, WordPress for that as well. Mm. Uh, I'm currently creating it uh, for both um, um, WordPress and um, a hosting environment, and at some point I'm going to have to decide where uh, I want to put it on, but it looks like it's not going to be on WordPress, not because you know I don't think that WordPress can handle it. It can, but for me... I need to make sure uh, I know 100% that the course is always available to mm. people. Mm. Um, it's, you know, the, the, the stability is an, a really important factor for me.
0: Yeah. So if, um, if somebody's been listening to this podcast and they think, that sounds like my thing, are there any other things that you, that you have in the course as benefits? I say that completely in the knowledge that, that you do because I've got a list in front of me on your website. <laughs> um, but it would be good if you've got no access sure. to the internet at the moment. What, what else are you going to get apart from from, well, I presume, video courses.
1: Yes, and you get uh, a lot of cheat sheets, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, processes where you just follow, you know, step one, step two, step three, um, to get to a certain uh, outcome. Um, You'll get um, a lot of exclusive templates, uh, layouts, um, and things like that that can help uh get getting started um on sites. Um there is there will be a private Facebook group where you know we'll all congregate and talk about um our progress in the course and I uh, will be available to support and answer questions and I am so looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um you know and you'll have um you know I have quite a um you know, elaborate toolbox for all the elements that are that go into good design, and uh, I'll be sharing that. There'll be um, worksheets. There's like all kinds of added uh, information other than the video presentations themselves.
0: Do you know roughly at the moment if somebody was to subscribe to your course, how many? I mean, how many hours? Maybe that's the wrong way of describing it. How many videos? Um, how quickly? might be a better way of doing it. If, if we were to start and we were to allocate one day a week or two or three hours a week, how, how long does it take us to get through all your materials?
1: You know, this is such a personal thing. Uh, I find that even when I take a course, sometimes I can devote more time, sometimes mm. uh, I don't. It's a really personal thing. Uh, the material will be available right from the beginning so people can pace themselves however they see fit.
0: So you're not going to sort of have a, a gateway whereby, you know, you get this course in week one, this course in week two, you're just going to hit them with everything and they can go through yes. it as, as they choose. Yeah, I think that's quite a nice idea. Yes. I've been, been through lots of online courses and sometimes the, the, the you know, the drip feed works. But also sometimes I just want to, you know, I'm, I might have more time on my hands a day here and a day there. And I could I could well have done with getting on with the next bit. Uh, right. I think that's quite nice. So and, and, go on.
1: I'm sorry. No. And there's also, you know, um, whoever enrols gets a lifetime access. So people can go back to certain modules and certain topics that they need to be uh, reminded of or, you know, um, I'll put updates all the time so if there's something new that I've learned that I want to share, it will always be there.
0: Okay. Uh, Now to the thorny question which everybody always wants to know is what is the price of the course?
1: (laughs) Uh, The price of the course right now is $247. this is just for the early bird enrollment. Uh, at some point uh, this will close and will only open um, again right before the course is released the first week of January, but the price will go up there. Okay.
0: But you're not quite sure yet what that price is going to be?
1: Uh, it's, that's, that's, uh, I'm, I'm still working it. <laughs>
0: Dick in that one. Well, we'll find out later, shall we say. Um, yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's really interesting. As, as I said, right at the top, um, Moore has a, a wealth of experience designing websites and all sorts of other uh, real-life things that you can hold in your hand as well. But her course is at designclass.io. Not specifically uh, designed for people using GeneratePress and Elementor, but they are her tools of choice for now, at least anyway. So, always more at the end of the podcast, we we let anybody have two or three, five, ten, whatever you like, minutes to to tell us anything you like. You know, it might be a, a Twitter handle or a Facebook group that you like or anything. So, I'm just going to say, uh, go for it. Tell us, tell us whatever <laughs> it is you want to say.
1: Uh, you know, I have. Um... I enjoy uh, being part of all the groups on uh, Facebook. I think that we are given, you know, an extremely useful tool um, to use at our disposal and just think about it. It's a completely free business tool that we are all using Mm -hmm. for networking. And I think that, um, you know, participating in the groups and being helpful to others is just uh, extremely, extremely, extremely important, uh, both for us as, you know, people who have experience and both for people who are new and are just starting out. And, you know, uh, we all have a support group, a huge support group with people from all over the world, um, you know, available to us 24 7. I think it's an amazing thing. It is. Uh, and uh, I enjoy it thoroughly. I have uh, my own little group that people are welcome to join. We talk about design and geek around uh, Illustrator and Photoshop and fonts and colors um, and things like that. It is called The Design Community by FlixFrame. FlixFrame is my own brand. Um, and everybody's welcome to join us.
0: That's cool. So Flixframe, that's F-L-I-X-F-R-A-M-E, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay, great. Go and check out Moore's Facebook group. Whilst you're there, go to wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook and you can join our Facebook group as well. Uh, there's a cheeky little plug. Did you hear that?
1: <laughs> Why not? That's okay. That's completely okay. In fact, I have... I have actually encouraged my uh, members to go and join your group because I think uh, you bring uh, so much great value.
0: Oh, you are um, very welcome. I do this each week, and I really thoroughly enjoy. Much like you, have found yourself enjoying making courses. I have found myself enjoying making podcasts and it's the highlight of my week. I really like it. Moore, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. I hope that you uh I hope that you have what well, you've got about twenty-three hours left of your day, so <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you, bye-bye.
0: Okay, I hope you enjoyed listening to Moore Cohen talking about her brand new course. Perhaps you could go and check it out. Click the links on the wpbuilds.com post about it and you'll be able to find your way there. Today's podcast was sponsored by GoDaddy. GoDaddy Pro is teaming up with web industry experts to bring you practical, real-world advice and guidance. Build your WordPress business with their free guides, articles and tutorials at x.co forward slash wpbuilds. That's the letter X. Thank you so much for tuning in again. I'm always very humbled by anybody that gets to this point in the podcast. As always, if you want to advertise, it's forward slash advertise, forward slash webinars, and the new one is forward slash contribute if you would like to come on and help the podcast with your expert knowledge about something that you think we ought to know about. It could be anything at all forward slash contribute. Okay, it remains for me only to fade in the cheesy music and say thank you for listening to us one more time and we'll see you on Monday for the WP Bills News. Bye-bye.